Welcome along to the show. Hope you're all joining us both on X, on uh, Facebook, and of course live on the website as well, www.nileboylan.com. Thank you to everybody for supporting the show, for donating, for subscribing, and if you can keep doing that, that'll be great. We're going to improve things, make things even better than before. Now, before we get into today's topic, and I'm going to read out an email in a second, I think it's important that we go back to something very quickly in relation to the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee. Because now she's in a spot of bother. Not only is there going to be a vote of no confidence, which is probably not going to happen anyway, we all know that. But you may remember after the riots, um, she made a speech in the Dáil complaining about Twitter. And during that speech, Helen McEntee, Justice Minister, said X, formerly known as Twitter, did not engage with requests from Garda Sheikhana to take down vile social media posts as violence erupted in Dublin last Thursday or Thursday before last. Uh, McEntee told the doll that Elon Musk's platform did not fulfil its community standards. She said she spoke to a detective in Pierce Street, Garda Station, on Saturday who was actively engaging with social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and said they were all very cooperative except for X or Twitter. Ms. McEntee said she was uh, very clear, it was very clearly that social media companies, in particular TikTok and Meta, were responding and were engaging with the Gardaí to take down these vile posts. Should X were not, they did not engage. Have a quick listen to what she said. We'll play the video here. Have a quick listen. Just I in spoke case you... to a detective uh, in Pier Street on Saturday who was actively engaged with the social media companies throughout Thursday, who was actively engaged with TikTok actively engaged with Meta, so Instagram and Facebook, who is actively engaged with Twitter or X. She said very clearly that social media companies, in particular TikTok and Meta, they were responding, they were engaging with Gardaí, and they were taking down these vile posts as they came up. X were not. X were not. They didn't engage. They did not fulfil their own community standards. And that is why we are moving to a situation where these companies do not get to self-monitor. That's why Commission Man has been established, to make sure that these companies are held responsible, because while some were responsible, others were not. So let me reassure you, Gardaí were seized of this. They were engaging. They were engaging directly with the social media companies. Now, there you go. So the Gardaí gave her that information, according to her. Now... The plot thickens because they tweeted this from the Finnegan Twitter account last week and tagged Elon Musk. That's one way to draw attention. So Elon Musk and Twitter Global Government Affairs has responded. And they say, and they've now put a community notice of misinformation on Finnegan's tweet saying, this is inaccurate. We have proactively taken action on more than 1,230 pieces of content under the rules around riots. We met with Commissioner Naman on November the 24th to discuss the response. The Gardaí did not make any formal requests to us until late Monday the 27th, which was days after the riot, uh, and we responded promptly. The only appeal we've received from the Gardaí relating to enforcement of rules was around one single post, in other words, one tweet. We hope the Minister will clarify her remarks. So essentially what Twitter is saying is the Minister and the Garda Sheikhana are lying. Now, it's entirely up to the Minister and Garda Sheikhana to come back and state that they're not lying, if indeed they aren't. But according to Twitter, that's a fancy way of saying the Minister and the Government of Ireland are telling lies, that it's not true and it's inaccurate what they said. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. This is more hot water for our Minister for Justice to be in. And let's be clear about it. They are prepping 
Helen McEntee, not only was she the next leader of the party, but also to be the next Taoiseach. You wait and see. Can you imagine? Now, I want to move on, and we'll talk about today's topic. And it comes from a very interesting email that I have here, and I want to read out to you. And uh, basically, it says, Hi, guys. I'm 42 years of age, and I'm married with three children. The youngest is 16 years of age. Last month, I felt really unwell, and it was persistent. I wasn't going away. So last week, I went to the doctor thinking I had food poisoning. I asked, uh, he, I asked, he asked me had I taken a pregnancy test, which I hadn't, uh, as I'm 42 and I'm on the pill. He took the test in the office, came back with the news that it was positive. I nearly died. And he said he would take a blood test just to be sure because they can be wrong. He came back four days ago and clarified that I was pregnant, but did advise me that at 42, it might be more difficult and that I have a few health issues as well that I was suffering because I was suffering from depression. He told me that I needed to come off the medications while I'm pregnant for the moment until I decide what I'm going to do. I sat and cried all day, thinking about how difficult this would be at this time in my life. I was only thinking the other day that my youngest son is 16 years of age and my other two are over 18 and we're nearly free of parenting and set to enjoy our life. Also, with my own health issues, I feel this is not what I want in my life right now and I'm not willing to take a risk on my life and my freedom from parenting to have a baby at 42. I called my husband and asked him to come home and he knew I was upset and came home straight away from work. I sat him down, broke the news to him. He was so happy and he hugged me with tears in his eyes because he comes from a big family and has always wanted more children. He wanted to call his mother and tell her. And I said, no, please don't. We need to talk. I told him all my concerns and said, he said, we will work it all out. I just can't see it. Uh, like that, like him. And I told him I was terrified of my personal health and the future that I just can't deal with a baby at 42 and him at 48. I told him I wanted an abortion and he flipped and his mood changed. I know he's anti-abortion, but that never bothered me as we were always on the same, same page as it never came to our door. He started getting really emotional and saying that uh, I can't kill our child. I was horrified that he's not being supportive. And I just told him I'd made up my mind. He said he would take more time off uh, which we can't afford, and he would help me through the pregnancy, and when the baby comes comes along, I just can't see it the way he sees it. The problem I have is that I'm nine weeks pregnant, and I can't wait any longer as I need to make a decision about what I'm doing. He is so angry and thinks I'm um, going to abandon the abortion plans, but I'm not, and I feel this could destroy our marriage, and now I regret telling him at all. I probably should have had the abortion without him knowing. I've spoken to my friend, and she told me I am right, and said having a baby now would be a nightmare at this point in my life. My husband has now told his mother and a few friends, uh, so I feel pressured into now keeping the baby. It's getting so embarrassing. I've avoided talking to his mother because she's going to flip if she even thinks I've uh, mentioned the word abortion. Am I wrong to do this and destroy my marriage? Because I know it will. Uh, already we're not talking because he just assumes I won't dare go against him. I made an appointment for the doctor for next week. And I'm going ahead with it, as I just can't deal with this in my life. Am I wrong? Please tell me. Now, that's a very difficult situation. Whether you're pro-life, pro-choice, no matter what you happen to be, you have to admit it's a difficult situation. But I want to get your views. What would you do in that situation? The husband is clearly very pro-life. And, well, I don't know what she is, but it's never come to her door before, so she's never had to think about it, so she just went along with everything he said. He wants a family. A bigger family. She's three kids. They're all grown up. You know that feeling when your kids got older and you're thinking, thank God I don't have to do all that stuff over and over again. And I, I couldn't imagine, for example, at this point in my life, what it'd be like to have a baby 
have to wake up in the middle of the night and feed it and look after it and raise it and bring it to school and all those things that you have to do with a young child and a baby. But some people are ready for that and they're okay with it. Pardon me. Let me know what you think. The number is 085-122-55. 085-122-55. Should she go in a headless just to keep the husband happy? Or should she stick to her guns and have the abortion and potentially destroy their marriage? Actually, not potentially. I think it will destroy their marriage. Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 085-122-55. That's 085-122-55, right? i got to go to John Morrison. Angela, John, hi, how are you? Hi, afternoon, how are you? Good afternoon. John, there's no doubt, I know your position on pro-life, but there's no doubt this is a difficult situation. Yeah, well, look, I mean, country what people, I think, have not divided of complete uh, sympathy like, for a situation like this. Um, it is a very difficult situation. You have to acknowledge that anyone that's pro-life, if they examine their conscience, they will see, like, I mean, the difficulty here. But the thing is, um, obviously, she seems to have got some health problems, and it, depression seems to be the main one. Now, if it's only depression, that could be controlled, right? But at the end of the day, like, this idea that this could destroy her marriage, like, the one definite thing we'll do anyway is destroy the life of the unborn, that child that could go on to live and have a happy life. That's what definitely will be destroyed. I mean, marriages come and go, but children, I mean, they're aborted, like, are gone forever. You can always start another relationship, right? But you can't bring back an unborn child that has been terminated, right? Now, obviously, the, the husband is totally pro-life and he wants this child, right? Um, look, if there's a case that she doesn't want to be involved in the upbringing of the child, if she can come to a compromise with the husband that it puts the child up for adoption, uh, maybe that's someone else in the family. But, that, but that's not going to solve her problem. Her problem is she's worried about her health. She's 42. And look, there is no doubt having a child at an older age can be a risk. She's terrified yeah. of the thoughts of going well, through a nine-month pregnancy. Well, if there's a case, I mean, that her health, if she has physical problems and that the pregnancy would put her health in jeopardy, I would revert back to what we had previously before it became legal to kill children willy-nilly in this country. And that was that if the mother's life was in danger, the doctors would try and save both, but if the mother's life was in danger, they would save the mother, right? If, the, if that was the situation, that the pregnancy would actually bring her maybe to the brink of losing her own life, well, I would revert back to what we had before. Okay, so only in that circumstance? Yeah. Okay, so, but, but, but for the moment, she should stick to having the baby because if she doesn't make a decision by next week, as she puts it, uh, because obviously there's a 12-week rule, she may not be in time to have an abortion legally. So she well, has to make this decision. Now, yeah. This is it. And the ultimate decision, like, it's not about saving a marriage. It, that's part of it. Well, right? it. well, it is about saving the marriage, too. That's important, yeah, too, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, well, it is important, but the most, the most really most important uh, person here is the unborn child. Like, as I say, marriages come and marriages go but children only get one chance to be born. Okay, well, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Morris as well. Morris, hi, how are you? How are you doing, Niall? Um, very tricky situation. I feel sorry for her because uh, my own mother had me when she was 42. I was the youngest of our 10 children. And it's a, it's a you know, the husband is going to have to sit down with medical uh, people and say, listen, I need you to explain to me, is there a possibility I could lose my wife and the baby? Or is there the possibility the baby could live and I could lose my wife because of our health conditions? He has three healthy grown-up children, and I think basically should 
you know, consider his wife's health conditions and say, well, look, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But if I have a chance of losing you and the other three children we have have a, a chance of losing their mother, well, then we're not going to take that chance. Mm. And we'll go with the medical procedure. The mother has to, like, it's her body, her choice within the marriage. But she shouldn't be pressured. And he was very wrong to be going around telling people. Like, just imagine she lost it naturally before she made a decision. And everybody said, oh, you're pregnant, you're pregnant, you're pregnant, congratulations. And we yeah, there, there, kind of, there kind of is a rule there, yeah. isn't there? People just normally don't tell people, you know, After until three they're four months. three yeah. months pregnant. Yeah. Mind, mind you, he was obviously excited and told his mother against her yeah. wishes because she did ask him not to tell his mother, you know? Exactly, and that's putting more pressure on her. And I mean to say, look, if he got down, if he sat down with her GP and said, listen, what's the, what's the risk to me wife here? The woman that's already given me three healthy children from 16 up to 20, whatever. And he says, well, look, she's 42. There could be a possibility she'd have problems. There is a possibility the baby could have medical issues because she's so late in life. Because I know people that have had Down syndrome kids late in life, and they were never told about it, but you know of risks now. They can do tests, right? Mm, yeah. So there's a lot of medical help yeah. there for her. But personally, for me, if my wife was in the risk of dying in childbirth or dying after childbirth, I don't think I'd want another child. I'd want to save me. Yeah, don't but, ask me but, yeah but there's no... But if, uh, to, to be fair, there's no evidence at this moment in time that she's going to die. She just obviously no. has mental health problems. She has suffered some depression. She'll have to come off her depression yeah. medication, most likely, if she's pregnant. Um, you know, mm. and, and she just feels she's not able for it. She's terrified of the thought yeah. of being pregnant and at 42. Her husband, husband should be listening to her concerns. If he loves her as much as he said he does, and he has three healthy children... Why would he take a risk with his wife's health or mental being? And I mean to say, the woman knows her body better than anybody else. Angela, hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, before we start, John's on the line, is he? He is indeed. He is. John, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year if I don't get to do it before this because I love and adore you and I do feel that this could descend into a normal argument like we normally do over this. So I love you and adore you. A Merry Christmas. Well, thanks, John. She's preempting a row here. I think she's preempting a row here, John. Be cautious. <laughs> we always do over this topic. Um, it's 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 so tough. Um, but the feeling I'm getting straight off the bat is he seems to be a very controlling husband. Anyway. Yes. Why, know, why, why, because, why do you feel that? He's just disappointed, isn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't say that. He's disappointed, but she specifically asked him not to tell anyone that she, she's nine weeks. Yeah. That's actually very early to tell anyone anyway. It is, yeah. And I feel that he has gone and told people to pressure her into having the baby. He's told his mother and his best friend, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were asked not to tell them. So yeah. you went and told them. So I find that's controlling. And but now hold on. Um, to be fair, she told her bye friend bye. too. You know what I mean? Because she does say, "I spoke to my friend about it." So I mean, yeah, what's good for yeah. the goose is good for the gander. Yeah, but not the mother. No, not the mother. I'm sorry now, but I have always said this anyway. When it comes to girls, you could nearly guarantee that if you think you're pregnant. The first person who's nearly going to know before your husband would nearly be your best friend. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, and that, that will happen with girls. Um, 
the other thing is I I really don't like that he's told the mother because straight away that's pressure. That's that's total pressure. Telling his best friend, fine. Everyone needs to speak to someone and everyone needs to talk to someone about something like this, not his mother. Because that's the mother in law. And that's one thing you don't do. So I'm very disappointed at him doing that. The other thing is, I'm sorry, John, this is a time of her life where she's not well mentally. Her health isn't well because of us. And I don't think she should go through with it. And this is her choice. It's her body. And oh, I go. know there my are body, options My body, my choice. But what about the yeah, fact yeah. that it's also his baby too? Yeah, well, this it's is also it. yeah. his baby. But the thing is, she is the one who is, he can say, all make all the promises in the world. I'm going to take more time off work. How can he do that, as she said, when they're already under pressure where money concerned. Is that right? They can't That's, afford yeah, this? He, yeah, he, she, she reckons they can't afford to take more time off work. Yeah. They can't take more time off work. She knows herself, Niall. And I'm, I'm being very honest here. But, She's but, but come but on here here's the problem. The here's the problem, right? I'm, yeah. I'm not getting involved in the yeah. do or don't debate no. part of it. But what I'm saying to you is, if she has this abortion, which she's planning to do by making an appointment next week for the doctor, I think she's already made the appointment next week, and she's going ahead with it, and he's so adamant about this, this could destroy their marriage. It will destroy the marriage. But does she really want to be with someone who doesn't want to support her through one of the toughest decisions of her life? It's a fair point, John, isn't it? This... Well, look... And happy Christmas, Angela, too. And I like you, too, actually. Oh, with a pair of you, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but no, seriously, uh, no, where I will pick up a point uh, of disagreement with Angela is the fact that she said that the husband sounds controlling. No, there has been no history of uh, she mentioning that no, he was a, a controlling husband. The fact is that no. just because he is a concerned man, this doesn't make him a controlling husband. He's concerned because, again, which I have said many, many years and all the times I've fought this over every radio station, the country that we get on before it became legal to kill children, right? That I said that why is it that the woman can make the choice, the two people created the choice, here we go again, the man has no say. That is wrong, 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 wrong. Well, the part that I was saying, John, that I feel he's controlling about is him telling his mother. Maybe he was just excited. Well, to, look, to, to, to be fair to him, I suppose, look, it's not that he, why would he be, go tell the, his mother as a guy being vindictive for something about it? He told her because he was overjoyed, there was another child coming. No, it's a bit late in life, obviously, we all agree on that. But it's a, yeah. all of sheer exuberism and, and excitement that he told his mother. Don't indict a man just because he told his mother. I don't think so, John. That's not what I'm seeing when she specifically sat down and said, please don't tell them. That you have asked your husband, the person you're meant to trust most in your life, not to tell someone. And especially, she specifically said, don't tell your mother. And the first thing he did was go and tell his mother. And I do think it's being vindictive. I think it's to put pressure on her. 
well, I've told my mother now, you can't do, go and do you it. You can't back out of it now. That's yeah. the way. Yeah. You can't back well, out well, of it well, now. Well, That's well, the way well, I'm reading like, into it. It should be between the two of them, like whether the mother puts pressure on or doing like that's another assumption to be jumping to saying that the mother has, is now going to put pressure on or the fact that the mother knows that will put extra pressure on her. At the end of the day, it comes down to the two of them. Like, and obviously, exactly. Like, I mean, he so he should yeah. not have told the mother because yeah, obviously we, we, we the mother we, is the same as it's the same as the, the husband. Okay, well, do me a favour, both of you. Let me just go to another John, if I can, as well. John, hi, how are you? Niall, how are you doing? And a Merry Christmas and everything. Like you're all very early with your Merry Christmases, aren't you? I mean, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Christmas, but it's still three weeks away. <laughs> three weeks, yeah. You already probably know it, Niall. Absolutely. Um, listen, uh, yeah, I know this is an incredibly difficult topic to even talk about because... Uh, it's a terrible dilemma for everybody. Terrible. Are you, are, you, are you on a speakerphone, John? Because you sound like you're on the other side of the room or something. But anyway, go oh. on. Yeah. Um, I, can only, um, I can only say, but my own mother loved babies. And uh, she had, there were six of us in the family. Five, we thought, was the end of it. And then in her 40s, she, uh, another baby arrived. And she was over the moon. And uh, it turned out to be the nicest, most pleasant, kindest baby that we have the whole family. And he looked after her in her old, old age till the day she passed away very well. Um, now, our family was a gentleman's family and uh, was to be. And then something went wrong and the slip of the whatever. Anyway, my wife, uh, I shouldn't be saying this, it's just, she's listening. But anyway, we got uh, another pregnancy, and uh, it's it was a child now that we couldn't imagine doing without. It was the third child, you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, now, the, the, her health—I don't know—her health is a big thing. This is the well. She suffers from mental health issue. I mean, the bottom line, John: should she or should she not uh, go ahead with her own well, decision and terminate the well, pregnancy that she wants to do? Nobody in this earth can say that. That the next child might but, actually cure her or make make do something for her. But, but yeah, but that's not the decision she's making right now. The decision she wants to make right now, and she only has a week to make that decision, is that she yeah. doesn't want to go through with the pregnancy. So what should she, she do? It's either that or her marriage is destroyed. So what should she do? Uh, you know, if she's so vehement <laughs> against yeah. the pregnancy, her husband ought to just come on board and it's terrible. It's terrible. I know it's terrible. Uh, but he will know her circumstances himself. Yeah. He would not put her, I imagine, in jeopardy at death's door of a, another child. So. Well, 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 he is quite happy to do that because he's saying that he is willing or, you know, that he wants the baby. And that's it. Well, if, if her problems are purely mental, you know, it, it could be the making of... of things for them uh, and or for her uh, yeah that's woman. yeah I know I understand what the point you're making but that's just not the way she's kind of thinking right now I suppose John yeah. um, and Angela I understand the point that he's making you know it could be a a deal breaker or a change and it could be a change in her mental health you know if she doesn't have a baby but in saying that she seems to have made her mind up yeah and, and that's what I'm saying she's she's the, the, the way I read into it my opinion she's made up her mind and if she's made up her mind, her husband should support her on that. 
that do you know what I mean through sickness through health through everything when you get married you are meant to support your partner through everything well and he well as long as you agree with him already yeah, I mean it'd be very difficult no. to support a partner if she did something you just didn't agree with morally wouldn't it yes I know that but the the, the thing is you don't agree she's with everything about she herself she's thinking about herself here she's thinking about her mental health. She's thinking about her health as well. The complications like, the, the, you know, for having a Down syndrome baby even, the, the chances drop. I think it's one in every hundred they're saying. Mm. Well, I, don't, I don't know the actual statistics, but yes, the risk. I looked Look, it up. There, no, yeah, up. Okay, but there's no doubt over, the, you know, at 42 years of age, there is a higher risk. And by the way, let's not rule out the fact of 42. She could lose the baby as well. And, and not she that I would hope that that would baby. happen. Yes, that could happen. No, no, but that, that's what I'm saying. She's thinking about herself, which she has to think about. He's not. Okay, well, stay there for a second because I want to go to Elaine. But before I do that, Ned has been waiting ages there. Sorry, Ned, go ahead. What do you want to say? Eddie. <laughs> oh, so who is this? Neddy. Eddie. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Oh, Eddie. I don't know why Eddie. She, you're down on the screen as Ned. But anyway, sorry. Uh, how's it going? I've been called worse now. <laughs> uh, I'll go away from everyone else. I say, be late with Halloween wishes. Right. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Eddie. Listen, uh, seriously, that, that it's a real picky one there. And that lady said there that your partner should support you. Now, I'm only saying this is a devil that can go two ways. The woman could support him. So I think that's a kind of unfair thing to say because technically she could be supporting him as well. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's, there's two of them. Now, I think, this is just me, if the kids are old enough, especially if they're over 18, because I think you said the youngest is 16. 16, yeah, the only two are over 18, yeah. Yeah, this is going to affect the family. This is a family decision. Whether you realise or not, it, it is. And I think that the, the two of them didn't talk about this when she clearly knew so they've got a pickle in their hands now, but I, I, I hate to be harsh, but I, like, me and my wife had a child, right? I'm 52. And after we had the child, I made it clear, we both talked about it. We talked about it. We both now know where we Thank stand. You. Do you know what I mean? We're both on the same page. So if something like this has ever happened, we are on the same page. It's been left late in the day now, and this is why we're at such a thing. I think personally, they should sit down as a family, especially with the two older kids, include them. Get their opinion too, because they need to talk to each other. Because why, why, the with the greatest respect, why is the opinion of the two older children who were over eighteen years because of age got anything to do with sibling. this? Hang, hang on, because it's their sibling. What they it's choose to, if they want a sister or brother? They, hang, on, hang on, Niall, 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 ask me. Let me finish. No, oh my god. <laughs> hang on, they have a their mother and father could break up. This will affect the whole family as a family unit. No, you don't have to agree, no. that's my opinion. Sorry, Angela, yeah. what are you saying, yeah. Angela? Sorry. I just, no, because it's, 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 it's going to be a mother and father who choose what to do, okay? Um, they're yeah. the ones who are going to have to rear it. They're the ones There's who are going, going to have to it. And the kids that will then probably want it. To, I think that the kids are in from the outside, inside, whether or not they have the ultimate say, I think their opinion could but help. But hold on a second. But sure, you cannot turn around and ask a 16-year-old, do you want a brother or sister? I didn't, or will say, I, have I didn't say the 16-year-old, I said the older ones. Listen back. Well, well, that's even, well, that's even worse again, Eddie, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
I mean, what? You turn around to your 18-year-old and say, what do you think I should do? You think I should keep the baby or have an abortion? I mean, what? I think Who I would say that to an 18-year-old child? What? I would. But what, but, what, but what business? But let's say it was me in that situation. What business is it of my, or of my children if I wanted to have a baby? Because mommy and daddy are making a decision that could ultimately wreck the family. And that is important to us. Well, I, I, I feel no matter what decision is made now, this day's marriage is over, if you ask me. I sadly think it is, Eddie, I sadly Eddie, think it is. Eddie, yes. can, Eddie, can I ask you a question, yes. right? So there's yeah, three yeah. kids there. So you're saying yes. ask the two older ones, right? I so will, yes. What do, what do you do if mommy and the two older ones say have the abortion and daddy says don't? What, what do you say? Daddy says don't. Well, then there's, yeah. there's going to be a, a family decision there, but at least I don't mean that in a smart way. Daddy might get, end up getting food for thought and might think about it. They could save it. Oh, they could my turn God. Are think, you for hey. real? So now... Yes, I am so for real. Yes, I am for real. Hang on, kids. hang on, hang on. You... L- listen to me. No, I didn't say that kids. They're 18. And listen, my idea is no more ludicrous than you're saying it's completely up to her. What happens if he was depressed and he was going, oh, I can't deal with a child. You'd be standing there saying, well, it's her body, it's her choice. No, hang on. No, hypothetically. Well, he's not. Right, okay. Look, look, look. look, look, look. The thing is, you were asking an 18 year old child whether they want a brother or sister or not. I'm including them in the decision. You are trying to put that kind that kind of a decision on an 18 year old whether mommy should keep up her (sighs) mental health. Or put that at risk. Are you mad? They could, they could, they could. No, I'm not mad. We all have different opinions. That don't make me mad. That don't make me mad. It does. Sorry now. You are. It doesn't make me mad. It doesn't. It just makes it have a different opinion from you. Sorry now. Mm-hmm. Well, in fairness, Angela, everybody's entitled to an opinion. I might not agree I'm with this. I'm entitled to my opinion. That don't make me mad. So I'm sorry yeah, now. We should retract that. Eddie. No, Eddie, no, you're calling me mad. No, stop calling me. No, and, Angela, in fairness, you don't agree with his opinion. That's fine. But that doesn't negate... Don't call me mad. That doesn't negate but his he opinion. Was shouting down the phone before... Because you're calling me mad. You, mad. you started shouting before I called you mad. Listen back. Well, I know, okay, well, I, well, hang on. Let, let, let me go to Elaine as well. Sorry, Elaine is from uh, Community Connect. They're a nationwide charity. They give practical support for pregnant women and mums with young babies. Uh, Elaine, hi. Hello, Niall. How are you doing? I'm sorry that the conversation has got a little bit more heated than I imagined it would. Sorry, Elaine. Um, <laughs> all right. And, well, look, everybody's entitled to their view. Um, you may not agree with it, but everybody's entitled to their view. It's a difficult situation when an older woman gets pregnant, Elaine. And this woman seems to have made a decision that she wants to have an abortion. She's now nine weeks pregnant and her husband is obviously in tears, not very happy with the idea and is adamant that she's not going to have an abortion. So what, what do you do in situations like that? Well, I suppose I've got two hats on because I am a mother um, myself as well, Dial. I've got five children and my youngest um, was born only a few years ago and I was in my late 30s. Um, So, you know, I kind of can empathise with the challenge of being pregnant um, at that time in your life. And especially when you think you're done with having children and maybe you are, you know, just not expecting it, you know. Um, and also the depression angle as well, because, you know, um, it can be really, really tough to deal with that when it comes out of the blue, it's unexpected, and you thought your life was sorted, you thought you had your life back, you thought your kids were, you know, up and, and growing and yeah. everything. Yeah. 
Um, but, you know, as, as a parent myself, I'm out the other end of that myself. My youngest is now five years old. And honestly, uh, I can honestly say hand on heart, it's a temporary thing. That panic and that crisis does pass, you know, and it isn't easy. It isn't easy. And you do need to get help for that. So I would say to anybody out there who's in that situation, please just don't make a decision in a crisis. Don't make a decision in a panic, because I think that's where people kind of can make decisions. They might later look back on and go, gosh, you know, maybe I could have done that differently. You, I think it, somebody in that situation really needs to talk to somebody. Um, mm. And there's lots of counselling services out there. And, you know, I suppose in the work that I do, supporting pregnant mothers, we, we do practical support. So I've met lots of people who are pregnant in all kinds of difficult situations. Believe me, um, you know, you haven't seen anything till you've done the type of work I do. I can, um, I, can, I can only imagine. But here you go, Elaine. The problem is, as you know, in Ireland, the legislation says you cannot have a termination of pregnancy after 12 weeks unless it's in extenuating circumstances. So her clock is ticking, isn't it? I mean, yeah, she's been told but, by the doctor she's only got a couple of weeks to make this decision. But there are people to talk to. There are people to talk to. So, I mean, we work alongside, um, we're, we're a registered charity and we do practical support. But there's another uh, registered charity called Zoe Community who um, do crisis pregnancy counselling and support. And there are other charities out there as well. There are other organisations who do specialise in this type of counselling and this type of support. So I think what this lady really needs to do is talk to someone like that and maybe the, bring, the, bring the husband in as well and maybe she, maybe she needs to have a, a discussion herself first to explain what she's feeling, go through you know all of the, the, the pros and cons of going ahead with having the baby versus having an abortion and just make sure she's making the right decision, whatever she does. But what I would say is it's never, when you're in a crisis, when you're in a panic, is not the time to make, it's hard to make a rational decision. No, I, I, I get that. So, so what, what happens, talk it through. what happens after she's spoken to counsellors or after she's spoken to support services, let's say she gets an appointment this weekend or whatever it happens to be, and she speaks to people and she still feels the same way. Should he support her? Well, I suppose, it, I mean, if if he's pro-life and that's his point of view, it's going to be impossible for him to support her in that because mm. it's his baby as well. So, I mean, I can see that point of view as well. I mean, I, I wouldn't have considered abortion myself because, you know, I just I just feel that it's yeah. a baby and it's... Uh, it's because morally it's, and, and morally it's not for you. Yeah, that's and I get my this. own point yes, of view. I understand and that. I appreciate that not everybody feels the same way, but, you know... I, I don't know how you resolve that. And as, as like you said earlier, you know, maybe maybe there's a there's a problem there for the marriage if she is willing to go ahead and do something that her husband couldn't agree mm. with and vice versa if he's got a, an opinion yeah. that she can't agree with. And, you and, know. and I said that's what I'm trying to say to Angela as well, who's on the line. And Angela um, told us Hi. some time ago that she did have an abortion herself many years ago for, for a different reason. Um, but Angela... Like that—that's the end of the marriage. If she loves this guy, she's—it's a tough decision, and I get that. It's either him or the baby, or whatever way you want to look at it. So, I mean, he's morally against it. He's pro-life, which never came up as an issue in the relationship before because they were quite happy to have children, so it never came up as an issue before. But in saying that, it's now an issue. If she continues down this road and goes to the doctor with the appointment she had last, or she mentions next week, you know, and even as Elaine says, maybe she talks to support services who could sit her down and say, well, look, you know, here are your options going forward. You know, it's not Absolutely. going to be as difficult as you think. I mean, but if she still goes ahead and does it, I mean, that could be Angela at the end of the marriage. To be very honest, 
I think the marriage is over because these seem to be like two staunch parents. One wants one and one doesn't. So if he makes her have the child, she can regret it and hate him for the rest of his life. And if he, you know, it's a catch-22. One wants it and one doesn't. That, that's, that's, this is basically the most horrible situation that it's come down to. Where it, it should be the most joyous situation, the fact that you're pregnant and having a baby. Be. It should absolutely. And please, I don't want anyone to think that I'm going that she should just, you know, willy-nilly go off and have it. But I, I just think that I'm on her side um, because I suppose I don't like that he's told his mother. I really don't. But mm. he doesn't want it and she does. He'll hate her if she has it. He'll hate, she'll hate him if he makes her have it. It's such a horrible situation. But the, at the end of the day, I know we keep banging on about this and it's, it is down to her choice. I mean, Elaine, I know there are many mothers in that situation, many people in that situation, and if they do need support, I mean, is there a phone number they can call for Community Connect? Well, Community Connect, we, we do practical support. There, there is a phone number where communityconnect.ie. So, um, and we, we, I suppose we don't deal with crisis pregnancy in itself. We're more support, practical support when a mother decides to go ahead and have the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have contacts with lots of um, counselling okay. organisations who can help in that situation. So I would recommend zoecommunity.ie. Yes. Um, I know them personally and we work alongside them and they would refer ladies to us maybe once they've been through that discussion and decided to go ahead and they might need some support from us at that point, okay. um, they would send people our way. Because um, there's, there's lots of counsellors out there and I think that lady's GP should be in a position to refer somebody as well who can really talk through it with her and help her out. Um, you know, to, to, because that's, that's, you know, either way, this decision is life-altering, you know, but the fact is she is pregnant. That has happened. So, you know, the, the life-altering... Um, change has already happened um, and so I mean she that decision that she is going to make in terms of how to go ahead you know it will affect her for the rest of her life and affect her marriage and affect her husband as well so it's really important that you know they talk through it fully and properly and I mean maybe there are other solutions around this I mean I know pregnancy is nine months and it's a tough nine months and don't get me wrong I'm not underplaying that whatsoever but you know maybe dad would stay home and mind the baby well he, well, he did suggest that to her, that he would take more time you off know, work. Yeah, but, but in uh, saying that, she believes they can't maybe, afford to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, yeah, maybe there's ways and means to do it, you know, yeah. because um, maybe she's, you know, afraid of, you know, not having her life back. And I empathise with that. It is tough, you know, having... No, but having well, it is. When you, I mean, when you get to 42 yeah. years of age and your children have all grown up and you think you have your life ahead of you and your freedom ahead of you, it can be a tough decision to go down that route again for another 18 years. But look, uh, thank you very much indeed, Elaine. I appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Yeah. Uh, the no. Elaine, Community Connect, by the way, .ie, if you want to get more information. They're a nationwide charity. They give practical support for pregnant women and mums with young babies. Thank you, Elaine. And let me go to Lorenzo as well. Lorenzo, hi, how are you? And Joe, I'll be with you in a second. Sorry, go ahead, Lorenzo. How are you? All good? All good, all good, Lorenzo. Lorenzo, what should she do? Um, 
I think, it, I mean, as everybody's saying, it, and it's true, it's a tough decision. Um, but at the end of the day, she she has to be the, the one to prioritize herself. Uh, so it's quite ludicrous and I think even quite egoistic from her husband's point of view to put her in the situation of choosing and to kind of force her to keep the baby. Mm. Because <clears throat> I know it's always, it's a very, uh, it's a very used message, you know, her body, her choice, blah, blah, blah. But at the end, it's not only the body, it's even the life. And at the end of the day, a pregnancy change body, mind, hormones, everything for a woman. For a man, there is no change. No, of course not. There, there are no risks, no <laughs> risks involved in a pregnancy for a man point of view. Not, not in the physical but pregnancy, but raising the child, mind. obviously, yes. But not in a physical point of yeah, view. Yeah, but no. then if there is no uh, post-pregnancy depression. There is no anxiety. There is no body shaming. There is no body changes. There is no risks at labor or before for a man. Yeah. It's only on one side of a woman. And she's not feeling comfortable in going through all these risks. Well, he has nothing to, to say to force her to go through that risk. Because he can only so, say... So are you I saying to me he should just back down now and support whatever she wants to do? Yeah. Mm, that's what you would do in that even situation? If, even if... Even if, as everybody was saying, is is going to be uh, hard for the marriage and probably mm. even destroy the marriage. But as everybody was saying, even some, well, some well, it is going to destroy the marriage. Or, yeah, but then again, as as I don't remember who was saying this before, but many were saying that probably was is kind of already cracking if yeah. your husband is not supporting in a life changing decision like this. Okay, no, I, I get the point you're making, Lorenzo. I know you're on your lunch hour. Thank you for joining us. Let me go to Joe. Stay there, Angela, please. Joe, hi, how are you? Yeah. I'm not too bad, darling. Good afternoon. Good how afternoon. Are you? Yeah. What do you want to say, Joe? Well, um, I'm kind of um, in defensive here. I'm kind of old school to see, and um, I suppose like a man, I'm pro-life as well, you know? So um, probably would have been, um, I would be concerned uh, if she gets rid of the baby, you know, because that's just my view. Like, you know, I'm, uh, I believe like that abortion is, is is cruel, it's murder. Like, you know, simple as that. Like, and that's my view. Yeah, okay. Well, well, you're entitled to your view. Although Angela might tell you I'm mad, but you're entitled to your view. Oh, well, look, Angela's <laughs> entitled. Angela, can, she can say what she like, but that's, I'm not going to change for anyone. Yeah, yeah, you know? okay. Uh, no, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, it's, as I said, it's a horrible situation. Is it? Well, it, it really is a horrible is. situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree is. with you there. But at, but at the end of the day, what I'm thinking is about this woman's mental health and her physical health. Right. There are risks. Right. There are risks. She has mental health issues that right now she has to come off of her medication. And that, that mightn't help us. Probably won't. 
having well, a lot of medication when you mental yeah. health well, I don't issues. Think any, with, with respect, I don't think anyone should ever come off of uh, medication if, if they have mental health issues. Yeah, but but if you're pregnant, you're meant to come off all medications. Are, are oh, job. yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Doctors sorry, will yeah, recommend yeah, that, you know, for the safety of the unborn yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that, yeah. Could, that could be a problem. But what you're saying to me, Joe, is that the husband should tell her she's having the baby and that's it. Well, it's either that or the marriage is over, but the way, the way it looks anyway, it's the marriage choice, is really, is it? doomed to failure. It's not yeah, much of a choice to give, to give your wife. You're either having the baby or the marriage is over. Yeah, that's the way I look at it anyway, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. That's, so that's what you'd be telling her? Yeah, exactly. There you go, Angela. Uh, but Joe, you can't tell, Joe, you can't turn around and just say to a woman, you're having the baby and that's it. Or the marriage is over. Yeah, but well, no, look, you I, can't. I, yeah, well, with respect, though, I think I think that this this whole thing uh, of um, putting a gun a gun to somebody's head, like you know, like the way I look at it is, look. But, you, but are you not I saying the same view. thing, are you, uh, Joe? Are you not when you say putting a gun to their head? Are you not kind of saying the same thing by saying to the wife, either have the baby or the marriage is over? That's kind of putting the gun to the head too, isn't it? Yeah, well, that would be a fair point, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And Joe, she did like in the in the run up to this, she did ask him not to tell his mother, right, um, right, the pregnancy until a decision was made. And he went off and told his mother. That's pressure on her. That's more pressure on her. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Steve. Steve, hi. How are you doing? No, I like come from this uh, from a very unique perspective. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Uh, and I'm pretty sure that most people know my... So what are you laughing at? As I'm having to say Merry Christmas because I'm on here to have a go at you. Yeah, you're mad. Are you mad? I just to say Merry Christmas, No, just say to me, you're mad. Are you mad, Steve? No, no, no. Are you no, mad, no, you can, no, no, you can stick your Merry Christmas where the sun don't shine. No, so here, here we go. So here we go. As many people know, and some of your callers don't know, so I'll explain to them years ago, I coerced a girl into having an abortion. And if she didn't want it, I did. After I'd done that, I was delighted with my decision. You know, I was so happy that this had happened in my life because I didn't have a child when I didn't want a child. But then years later, I had a child. Now I have a two-year-old son. And every single time that I look into my child's face, I think of the other child that could have been, if only not for my stupid decision. Now I have come to the realization over the years that I am a murderer. That's what I've done. Oh, so you've had, an, you've had, had my, an epiphany, have you? I had a epiphany, yes. Um, nice. I, I had my own child killed out of what? Selfishness? Now, Angela, I'm sorry, but if somebody like me can come along and say that I participated in the murder of my unborn child, well, then I'm sorry, you also done the exact same thing. Now, I'm not That's here just to say opinion, that you're... Please. That's no, that's, that's not your an opinion. opinion. Killing something, now hold on a second. No, killing that's your opinion of me. Op- no, killing something is not an opinion. It just is. Well, it, well, it, well, no, well, hang on. It is, well, hang on for both of you for a second before we get into the argument. It is an opinion, Steve, because you have no, to, no, not, you, no, 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 wait, hang on. Let me just explain why it's an opinion. Before we decide whether, you know, uh, an abortion is murder or killing an unborn child, we have to decide if it's an unborn child. Now, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the moral dilemma that faces people when you're There's pro-life no, or pro... Uh, no, hang on. Hang on. That's the moral dilemma that faces people who are pro-life or pro-choice. 
the description of what pregnancy actually is. Some people believe, and some, and maybe rightly or wrongly, that a pregnancy is not a pregnancy until it gets to a certain point as such. In other words, it's not a life until it gets to a certain point. Whereas other people believe it's a life in the day of conception, which is what you're talking about right now. So what in I'm saying that, it all I'm depends on your moral view. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So don't yes, be so don't. silly or deny. That just is like the whole trans debate. People will, you know, like deny science. Yeah. Yes, now hold on. Let you me cannot. explain. Hold on a second and let me explain. You cannot deny science. A man is a man, is a woman is a woman. Very simply, you can't deny science. Anybody who says the opposite is denying science. The, the point of conception is where a life is made and you know why because a unique dna strand is created at that point at that very point of conception that unique dna strand is made and that gives proclivities to diseases whether you're going to be tall short whether you're going to be bald where you're going, going to be uh, uh, open to any diseases or whatever there's so many things okay. written into that dna you are killing not the potential for life you are killing life and that's what it is Niall. and there's no other area don't be shouting from the pulpit here because you did it yourself, no. right? Uh, right? Yes, I absolutely did. And what a piece of shit I was for doing that, Niall. What a piece of shit I was for doing that. And I will live well, with that for the rest of my life. It's that, not an opinion. If I, okay, Angela, if I went out and killed a, a born child tomorrow, would that be an opinion? If the child was born, would it be an opinion no. that I what killed I'm the child? What I'm saying is, no, Steve, okay, let me speak now, right? Your opinion of me is that I'm a murderer, right? Because I had an abortion. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. My Be opinion harsh. of Go you... Yeah. My opinion of you... Is a hypocrite. Making no, no. somebody... No, making somebody have an abortion is different. If you were a woman who had an oh, abortion... might Are you... If Are you're you a woman, it gives talk? you the right... Will you let her respond to what you said? Steve, I let you Bullshit. talk. Now shut up and let me talk. Okay? I had an abortion. My choice. I do not regret it. I do not regret it. One single... Are you going to shut up? I do not regret it one second of my life. Okay? Not once. If you think I'm a murderer for doing that, that's your opinion. Which right now, I don't give a continental fucking shit about. Because mm -hmm. everyone that came on here that was talking about this, bar me calling Eddie mad, you are the mm -hmm. one who's come on stirring the pot. Okay? I'm not what stirring I'm no is, pot now, we all, Listen, I'm not finished speaking. We were all having a nice debate. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what woman, you nice give me debate. permission as a man to speak when I'm allowed to speak. You give me permission Good. to kill a baby when I'm allowed to kill no. a baby. Because well, women can do what they want when they want, speak. Angela. I let you speak and give your opinion. Did you, you now, let me speak. Oh, thanks, boss. You asked us to let you speak, and I was commonly... Thanks, boss. No, I came on forced to speak. I didn't have an opportunity to speak. You didn't give me permission to speak. I don't need your goddamn permission to speak, Angela. I will talk when I want to. Now, the okay, fact of the matter talking. is, you can deny... You can oh, yeah. deny... Science. Can you all calm... Well, hang on. Can you all calm down? 
Ask me, be, Arsenal. Be, you, you know what? No, hang With the greatest respect, Arsenal, have some manners, Steve, will you? Me? Me have manners? I have the manners, person yes. Who was saying, the person who was saying, don't kill unborn children needs to have manners. But the person who was saying, yeah. I have no regrets that I killed my child. Yeah. She no, she didn't actually use those, that word. She just said she had no regrets, she had an abortion. And she's quite entitled to also hold that view too. But you seem to be mm-hmm. telling her she's not entitled to have that view. No hold, no, hold on a second, Noel. I'm not saying she's not entitled to have a view. I'm saying she's you not think? entitled to change, to change science. You cannot change science. If you had an abortion... Under the law, hang on, under the law, the Supreme Court in Ireland decided two years ago that the, well, actually more, sorry, five years ago, that the unborn child does not have any rights. Therefore, under the law... the law. Whatever, you can say whatever you want, right? And that's that's perfectly fine. And by the way, most people know my position on abortion. I don't morally agree with abortion anyway, right? Okay, so that's fine. But I'm willing to have a debate about it. But under the law, as the law stands, you are incorrect Factually, it is not murder and it is not killing. <laughs> okay, Lyle, that's the law. That's the law. the law. Okay, okay. Fucking Judge Dredd, the law. I heard you the first time. Yeah, okay, Judge, the tell you the law. law. is an ass. Niall, the law is an ass. Well, it 67% of the population obviously disagree with you. Okay, let Steve, me finish a goddamn the way, sentence. If that's the way, Steve, why don't you go and hand yourself into a guard station there for murdering a child? Yeah, why don't you, Steve? Because, because under the law, because, like, I didn't do anything wrong. But I should exactly. be. Absolutely, I should be. I should be well, handed into the you? law. Because well, it's not, you? I have, because you don't, I haven't broke the law. That is the point. It should be. It should be against the law to but kill anybody. Get over no, it. I, I, I'm not, get, get over, over it. it. So I should get, I should get over the fact that the only area in life, the only one where it's okay to kill a human being is when a woman decides that she can do yeah. it to her own flesh, flesh and blood. And jealous? it doesn't make you an animal. An animal. Are you jealous? Am I jealous of killing a child? Animalistic um, behavior. Well, with, with, the great, with the greatest respect, again, I'm not defending the position of abortion, although it does sound like I am. Uh, human beings are not the only animals in the animal kingdom that make that decision. On many occasions, many mothers in the animal kingdom will make a decision to eat their own young if they feel they can't look after them. In other words, if they can't raise them properly because they don't have whatever it is they need the capacity to do so, they will actually eat their own young. So it's not unusual within the animal kingdom for a human being to make a decision or an animal to make a decision that they can't or are not in the right position to have a child. Stay there for a second. Let me go to Sarah if you want to bring biology into it, Steve. Uh, Sarah, hi, how are you? You're not listening. I am. Sarah, sorry, sorry, Sarah, go ahead. I don't know. I was just enjoying the argument there. Jesus Christ, that now to control in two murderers right killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ, Almighty. Yeah. It was if the two of them need to go and try and get some sort of mental health mm. uh, debate. I don't know. Talk therapy might help the pairism. Okay, but getting getting back to the original email from this 42-year-old who's pregnant, wants to have an abortion, but her husband doesn't want her to have. She's nine weeks pregnant. What should she do? Not have the abortion. No? No, I'm totally against that. Like, she's 42 years of age. She's not 92. Like, I know 42 is sort of a bit of a... with the biology, like, whatever you want to call it, having a baby. Mm-hmm. But her hormones is going to be all over the place, and anyway, yeah. And like you're at the saying there, like people can't. It's a it's only a suggestion 
that they come off their antidepressant tablets. Like, there's other things there that can be given to substitute that. Well, the doctor told her that she should come off medication. Well, the doctor, she should go and see another doctor. Okay. Like, was it a psychiatric doctor or was it a doctor to a pregnancy uh, but the, but the, clinic? But the bottom line is, the, the bottom oh. line is, she, she doesn't want to have a baby. That's that's just her opinion. Yeah, but like, that, that, right, and that's great. She hasn't, she, that is her opinion. But like, she has a husband and she has other children as well. Who's not to say that it's depression that's making her feel like this? Like, who's not to say that the medication that she's on that has her thinking like this? Mm. Like, you had Elaine on there, and I swear to God, like, it was, it was brilliant listening to her because she made an awful lot of sense. Mm. And I know she hasn't got much time, as you said, like, she's so far gone. Yep. And it's true what Angela said. The marriage has gone either way. But Steve, That's my... Yeah. Yeah, Steve, Steve is I, suggesting I totally she's a murderer. Yeah. Well, that's all I can say. Don't talk under my breath there, Noel. What did you say? I, I didn't talk under my breath. I said quite loud. Can you not just keep your mouth just shut once for one minute? Hold it's on. Niall I, I that was, just I can't stop talking. Niall just said my name there, so I was brought into it. So I am entitled to come in and have a say. So what did you say You're there, entitled to nothing. You're entitled to nothing. You're entitled to nothing, what? okay? What We're all on here to debate. I said that Steve was on referring to the woman as a murderer. Okay, and can I tell you um, something, Niall? You know, you think you're great with your pulling your science out with your arse there. You know, that, oh, animals in the animal kingdom eat their babies, so there's science for you. Do you think that makes, does that qualify your argument or something by putting on a funny no, voice or something like that? No, it just does. makes you sound like a moron. What I'm about no, to say pinky and the brain does, is pinky. Keep your mouth, Niall. What I say after does. Animals in the animal. By the way, if you were if you were about to say keep my mouth shut, well, that would be the end of the conversation. You do realise that, don't you? You can, yeah. what? What did you say? I dare you say it. Uh, yeah. Go on, I dare you no. say it. Steve, go on. You were you were actually going to tell me to shut my mouth to keep my mouth shut. Now you do know Steve, the title of the show, and if you even suggest that to me, by the way. You won't see the next ten seconds. Do that, okay. Niall. Don't say, you dare do that. Can I say, keep that. quiet, Niall? Can I say, can I say, can I say, keep quiet? Well, me curtailing my speech for no, you to walk. No, no, I, I would rather, if you need to say something, just say, I'd like to say something, Niall. Okay, yeah. well, I... But don't ever tell anybody else to shut up. It's my pet ace. Something, Niall, I'd like to say something, Niall. Okay, Is that well, better? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, go on. Is that better? Is that, yeah. Does that suit your narrative? Your oh. narrative much better. No, it's just called having manners, Steve. Is it? Well, then you should try having some too and let somebody finish the sentence. <gasps> My point is, Niall, that you turn around and you say in the animal kingdom that they eat their babies. They yes, eat their other young, animals do, and yes. Humans, so, so other animals do that. Yes, I understand that. Yeah. I get that animals do that. But they don't make a conscious decision to do that because it doesn't suit their new job. It doesn't suit their, the way that they live. These the decisions that most women make around abortion, and it's statistically proven, is because they just don't want a baby because it doesn't suit their life. That's it. Animals don't do but that. But is that is that not their choice, Steve? No, it's not. No, it's not. Is it not what to kill you a baby did it is for? not a choice. It's not a choice. It's psychotic. It is a choice. It is a choice. Well, I. T- Angela, in, in New York, in, in New York, they pushed for abortion up to nine months. Nine months. 
Did I this ask is for the that? road we're going. This is the road we're going Did down. I ask for that? Let me tell you, the only difference between nine months and one month, do you know what that is? Eight months. That's the only difference. Okay, let me just go to Jana if I can. Jana, hi. How are you? I'm. 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 Niall, how are you? I, I, I do apologise for all the anger. Uh, Jana London from the Natural Women's Council, thank you for joining us today. You've heard Steve, he suddenly went from being pro-choice, go back a few years ago, I remember him coming on the radio and talking to me about how he told his girlfriend to have an abortion because it didn't suit them, to suddenly he's now an advocate and a spokesperson for pro-life, which I find quite bizarre. Uh, but anyway, Jana, th- this particular story, uh, this email that we got from a 42-year-old woman, she says it's not the right time of her life. She's suffering from mental health difficulties. She doesn't want to have the baby. She's nine weeks pregnant, but her husband does want her to have it. What are they going to do? Yeah, well, I also, like the gentleman that was speaking earlier, I years and years ago, um, I also um, was on the, on the pro-choice, more on the pro-choice side, whereby if a woman was, or a young girl was raped, or there was incest, or an absolute crisis, or the mother was going to die, that possibly an early termination should be given to her versus, you know, having her go to England and such. However, I've done a lot more research since then. Uh, I'm older and wiser in the last seven years, particularly having children, so um, I, I, I've kind of changed my uh, views on that also. But what I would say in this situation is this there's a lot of heated discussion today, but this choice is this woman's choice. And shouting on the phone and screaming is not going to help this no, lady who needs guidance. So first of all, we must hold compassion and understand this this mother's fear and anxiety in her own situation and the advice that I would give to this young woman there's two sort of pieces one is a little advice and then also my own personal story and the advice I would give her is that the decision that she makes today on this this unborn child will be with her and her family forever there won't be a moment that goes by in her life where she does not think of this unborn child for example in one year when that baby would have had their first birthday that day will really um will really impact her in five yes. years the first day of school I all of the milestones are, they're going to be etched in her heart forever so the decision she makes now isn't going to be a quick procedure and off she goes and life is normal this will this will be in her heart and mind forever and there'll be no going back and the second thing is I have a personal story on this as well that may guide her and give her some insight. I had my first child when I was 41 and um, thought I was done with one because of my age. And I I went through a very traumatic experience when my baby was less than one where I had to move home to the States when my dad was dying. And we stayed there 12 weeks on our own to see him through. And I thought, that's it. We're blessed with one baby that came home after he died. A couple of years later, I... um, had a bit of nausea and thought, uh-oh, I hope I don't have, have the gastro cancer like my poor dad. Oh, and gosh. it was a surprise, a surprise, miracle baby. Now, it shouldn't be a surprise. We know how babies are made, but <laughs> let's just say it was a, a lovely surprise. So the first thing I, I thought of is, you know, I had the same fears that this, this mother has as well. Is first of all, I was almost 44 years old. Was I too old to be having a baby? Um, would I be okay financially? I've been a stay-at-home mom now for eight years. Um, and I can't go back to work when my daughter was five and she was three when my son was born. And I thought, will we be okay financially? Am I going to be okay to breastfeed round the clock for a year and then deal with teething and not, not sleep for three, face it for a couple of years? And all these anxieties and fears and doubts were in my mind as well. And I just stepped back and I said, okay, anything I've done in my life, and I'm a professional life coach and NLP practitioner as well. And I work with a lot of clients in situations like this. And you always say, take a step back and just look at things and say, anytime you had something in life, whether it's a new job, having a baby, buying a new car, whatever the situation is in life, 
there's never a good time. There's never a bad time, but it's always the right time. Everything happens for a reason. So that baby. In but, her you're, belly, but you're I mean, saying that, Jana, and you know, and most people who listen to the show would know that I would be pro-life. Uh, and that's just morally how I feel. But, but, you know, I'm one of these people who try not to judge other people for their decisions in life. And that's fine, too. But what I'm saying is you're saying there's no wrong time for this woman. It clearly feels like the wrong time in her life. It does. It does for her feel it feel like the wrong time. But for every every baby, I mean, my baby when I was forty three and I had this miracle, beautiful baby, it, it, I was blessed with in my belly, and now he's an amazing five year old boy. And I think that pregnancy didn't happen by it may have been a surprise. It didn't happen by accident. I was chosen to be his mom, and even to this day, you know, he every night at bedtime he touches my cheek and he says, "Mommy, thank you for choosing me to be your little boy." And I said, "Thanks for choosing me to be your mom." And it's like a look in his eyes and think. How could I, when I was 43, ever have had a fear about having this child, a doubt, anxiety? And that, that's grand fear. looking back in hindsight, you know, but this mother Everything's is, in hindsight. yeah, this woman is terrified. Um, and She's terrified and that's, that's natural for her to be terrified. I don't know any, I don't know any new mom in my network who at some point when they're pregnant, whether it's they, like myself, had it as a surprise or whether it's somebody who maybe had, had lost a few babies and then this was a miracle baby after all the losses. I don't know any mother who at some point wasn't doubtful or terrified, but but they just stepping back, think this baby, I was chosen to have this baby and this is a life. And, you know, that that child was. was and, 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 I, and I understand the point you're making. She also believes as well that her youngest is 16 years of age. She's three children. The other two are over 18. The youngest is 16 years of age. She feels that she was just about getting to a point in her life where she would have some parental freedom, so to speak. Although, I, can I just give advice because I have children over the age of 22? <laughs> you, you never get parental freedom. But anyway, she, sure. she, uh, she feels that she was just at that point of her life where things were easier, getting easier, certainly. And she doesn't want to go back down this road again. She said she's already made an appointment next week to go to see the doctor. She's nine weeks pregnant. She's determined that she wants to have a termination. And he doesn't. So this is a deal breaker for the marriage, isn't it? Yeah, and she has to think about, you know, how does it affect not only her own heart and mind, but the relationship with her husband and then also all the siblings. I mean, do they know? Maybe they don't know she's expecting. But I know my mother, for example, was child number four. She had three older brothers that were nearly in their 20s. And this was way, way back in the day. And her mom was in her 40s and had a surprise baby girl. And the, the three brothers who were old enough to babysit, who were old enough nearly to be her her her, her fathers, um, just mm. loved this new baby girl. And the, it, everything just gels. The family unit just works. It just, everything does work and it will work out. But she, I understand her 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 fears and her being, being terrified. But, you know, I also, if you want to pass on my details, I've worked with people facing many difficult decisions in their life. I'm a professional life and business coach and NLP practitioner. I'll give her a free session. So if you want to pass my details on, I'm happy to speak with her for an hour, hour and a half, uh, a session over Zoom or face-to-face -to, -face to really help guide her, uh, to her to her decision. Because sometimes when you make a decision based out of fear and emotion, you can make the wrong decision. No, no, I, I do get that. Steve and Jana, just stay there with me a second. I'm talking to Jana London from the Natural Women's Council. Uh, let me just go to Morris. Morris, hi, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Niall. Um, I'd be pro-life yourself, but like, well, what gets missed in the discussion is that people say it's, it's you know, my body, my choice, but like, if it's two people in it, like, for instance, if the woman decided she wants to keep the child and the man didn't want to, he's on the hook and the state would force that man to pay, even if, let's say, he was against it. 
And also in relation to the husband, he, he seems not to be able to have a choice in the matter. So like he, sh- in my opinion, for instance, I know it's it's a different matter, but the state has to have a referendum to make prenuptial postal agreements legally binding. So if you have a situation like that where a marriage will break up because of a decision like that, then someone shouldn't be penalised. I'm not sure what the financial situation is, but hypothetically, if she married into... Um, if he was wealthy, you're saying, and, and yeah. the marriage breaks up because of this, you're kind of saying, well, she's in breach of a contract of marriage. And such. also, going by what she's already said, the kids are all grown up, so she can just, she already ha- probably has a job anyway. So but that's not how the present estate would look. Um, mm. So, like, like, we talk about equality, but, you know, it's other people have rights, other people just have responsibilities, and that's unfortunately the way the state is. Mm. Um, like for instance I don't have bodily economy I can't for instance like even though I'm probably in high, I'm in high demand as I said before like I can't sell my um, uh, sperm to people in Brazil and get high, high money for it. yeah yeah, no, no, I, and, I, and I do get that and I get everything that John is saying I didn't like what Steve was saying although here's the thing morally I agree with Steve I didn't obviously five or six years ago but I just don't like this idea of judging people, you know, because yeah, you're, you're not in their situation. Can I throw another hardball at you? Yeah, yeah. So people, people for profit, for instance, want to bring in assisted suicide. And in Canada, for instance... Well, they, they, also want to, they also want to decriminalize abortion, by the way. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is to you, hypothetically, she wants to have... Um, she's looking forward to being free from minding kids, let's say. But hypothetically, let's say if her parents needed help and let's say we had assisted suicide brought in. Would she be then trying to push her parents to, you know, take assisted suicide so that she would? Have I, I heard a shocking that's statistic, by the way, today in relation to assisted suicide that I, that I didn't know. And we must, we will cover it on the show again. I'm sure we'll have Jana back on to talk about that because I'm sure it's something that interests her greatly as well. But I didn't believe the statistic until I checked it this morning, and somebody told me four percent of all deaths in Canada are assisted suicide. Four yeah, percent. I, I would have thought it was like a fraction of a percent. Four percent, and how, and how would how would she feel if her, she was in that situation? Let's say when she's elderly and her kids have the same opinion. Just you know, I, I no, no, I I, I do understand, and I do agree with all the pro life people. That I just don't agree with Steve and his attitude towards Angela. I I just don't agree with that at all. But I I do agree with all those people who are pro life. But what I'm saying is, it's a difficult situation because, and I'm going to be honest with both you and Jana. I'm going to say, no matter what decision she makes, this marriage is over. Because if she makes a decision to have the termination. Marriage is over. He's going to hate her. If she makes a decision to keep the baby just because he wants to keep it, the marriage is over. Because she'll hold that against him for the rest of her life and her life, as she feels, is being ruined by it. Unless she embraces it like Jana and changes her mind. But maybe not. But also, maybe if it's to do with maybe financially, maybe, and if that's the case, then the state should be, I think there was a statistic coming out that most uh, abortions in Ireland at the moment are due to financial constraints. Mm. And if that's the case, then they should be providing more uh, funding to those people. Well, you know, well, well it apparently, is. Apparently, you are right. Their population yeah. is going down. So why are they encouraging people then to have terminations if they would have seven seven percent up to this time last from this time last year to this time this year seven percent reduction in childbirths in Ireland. We're already at a point where we're uh, unfortunately more people are dying than being born. So our population is decreasing. When I say the population is decreasing, the population of Irish people is decreasing. Certainly, a lot of people are coming into the country, as we well know. Also, a lot of young people are leaving the country. We do need to encourage the family. We do need to encourage people to have more children and financially support them in childcare and all those other things. You know, to support the family. But that's not what the Irish government are doing. The Irish government as far as I'm concerned, are eroding the family. 
and they're continuing to do that on a regular basis. And these kind of conversations certainly don't help. I'm not saying they do. Uh, but in saying that, that's what we're doing. We're eroding the family. Jana, listen, it's been nice talking to you. Is there anything you wanted to say finally, Jana, just before you go? Yeah, I think the final thing is that the uh, the government here has absolutely no respect for human life. For, you know, we have the, the abortions. We can see them going to be probably pushed out late term, like my, my home country. Uh, the government has, is pushing transgender on kids. Those poor kids will be sterilized. The government will be um, pushing out. They signed the WHO treaty. They'll be pushing out these these injections to people without a choice. And we see the excess deaths nobody's talking about. So it really comes down to the, the respect for human life. And I believe the government in there now uh, has absolutely lost respect for human life. There's clearly, uh, I believe, an agenda for depopulation as well. I'll get that out there. So okay. agree or disagree. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> well, maybe, that, maybe that's another day's debate. Listen, Jana London from the National Women's Council, thank you very much indeed. Um, somebody just texted, is she from the National Women's? No, the Natural Women's Council. Not to be confused with the other one. Thank you very much indeed, Morris. Thank you to everybody who got involved in the show. Sorry about the technical issue we had earlier on. For some reason, our internet just literally, which is the first time that's happened in a year, uh, literally went off for like two minutes and we had no idea why it went off. It just vanished. So I do apologise. Uh, thank you to everybody for being patient with us and coming back to us again as soon as it came back. Uh, don't forget, by the way, please support the show. Go on to our website and this podcast will be available on the website and all the usual places in about an hour's time. But go on to the website if you can. You can download all the videos of all the shows we've ever done, all those interviews. I will be doing another one later on with the Irish Freedom Party's Herman Kelly and that will go up on the website, by the way. But please subscribe to the website to see all those interviews that we don't stream live. And there are a lot of those that you might have missed. As I said, since we started, we do the show live every single day, as you know, Monday to Thursday. Uh, but we've done other interviews as well. So we have over 150 shows, or 160 maybe at this stage, actually up there. And all you've got to do is subscribe to the website. By doing that, you're supporting us. If you can subscribe, remember there's three of us working on the show. We don't get paid, as I said before. We're asking you to subscribe for five ninety nine, which is the price of a pint of beer between the three of us once a month. We'll share the pint of beer, I promise you. But if you can't do that, or you feel you only want to just give a one-off payment, you can go to the donate page on the website and just make a donation. Be it small, anything from a fiver, upwards. If you want to give us a lot of money, you can do that. One or two people have, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you can't afford to do any of that, we still welcome you. We want you to watch the show for free. We don't, don't charge you for watching the show every single day. Please just go to our website and support us by sharing a link with a friend. Go onto Facebook or onto Twitter and share a link with a friend. Or even just this afternoon, if you're chatting to somebody, tell them about the show. Tell them it's on Twitter, it's on Facebook every day, or tell them to go to our website, nilboylan.com. That's all we ask is share it with a friend. Thank you for joining us. We shall talk to you again tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.